it's your boy, it's your boy King Nona Uncensor, and we back at it again. You know, I just dropped the top 50 most underrated rappers of all time. Top 50 most overrated artists coming real, real soon. Not now, no. It's too much going on. We're gonna do that a little bit later this year. But I just wanted to put the idea out there. But anyway, man, we are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. And I am King Known NBA and Music Talk on YouTube. And we gonna call this Kevin Durant, Me or Them, the uncensored version or the dirty version. But before we get to that, you know, that'll be probably last, right? Gotta have some preliminary discussions here. Kanye West, oh lord, this nigga here has an obsession with Pete Davidson, I swear. Ye has declared Skeet dead after reports of Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Uh, Man, I sound like a fucking gossip blog, right? But it does involve our brother Kanye, so. Yeah, man, he posted a fake newspaper article with declaring Pete Davidson dead at the age of 28. And then it had Kid Cudi was going to perform, but he was afraid of getting bottles thrown at him. So he got a two for one dish session because I guess he's still mad at Kid Cudi because he rolling around with Kim and Pete. My thoughts on this is this nigga Kanye petty as hell. Sometimes everything don't need to be publicly celebrated. Celebrate in silence. You know, words have power, bro. Like this nigga Pete can die tomorrow, bro. And then you out here looking crazy. You gonna post the paper when that nigga die, bro? For real? I mean, Kim still don't want you back, bro. So I wouldn't have even said anything. Moving on. Little Wayne announced that Carter Six is on the way. Newsflash, nobody gives a fuck. I'm going to just be completely honest. Lil Wayne's last couple of projects have not been it for me. Now, Wayne versus, as I keep trying to tell you, Wayne stands time and time again. The crazy part is, I'm a huge fan of Lil Wayne, but he is far from the squad up version of Lil Wayne. He is far from Carter 1 and 2 Lil Wayne. He's been inconsistent as fuck. I mean, Funeral was trash. That was one of the worst albums he ever put out. Funny. This instrumental came on. I don't care. Because it's a fact. A lot of people are so mesmerized by this nigga. It's crazy. I mean, Carter 5 was good. I'll give him that. But Free Wheezy was mid- not a human being one and two were trash. Carter four was okay. Rebirth was trash. 
not necessarily, and then he's doing allegedly an I am not a human being part three. Lord have mercy. Oh, make something new. That's the thing. This nigga keeps recycling shit. Lil Wayne has become a recycled product. A nigga tries to recycle everything to generate interest when he really doesn't have to do that. You know, and then you know how it go. To be fair, funeral was a new idea, but funeral was ass, ass though. But going back to recycling shit ain't necessarily the thing to do. Um, he said that he was allegedly dropping the album towards the end of the year. I'll listen to it, but I don't have very high expectations for this. I have very low expectations. After listening to an album like Funeral that had like over 20 songs for no reason. But I don't really care about Carter Six. Tracy McGrady slandered Rudy Gobert. Well, basically, T-Max said, like, what does Rudy Gobert do in the offseason? He was getting guarded by Chris Paul in one of those series and couldn't score on a 6-3 Chris Paul. And Rudy Gobert is 7-3. A whole foot taller. Man, if you don't back this nigga down and dunk on him like Shaq, my thing is, I don't know, man. You know, I hate to do this to my boy T-Mac. Right message, wrong deliverer. Because T-Mac had all the talent in the world. In his prime, he was a top five NBA player. In, in his prime. But, nigga. You never won a playoff series. When you were hurt, your teams would win playoff series without you. I hate to go there. Because I love T-Max. T-Max one of my top five favorite players. But I understand when you were healthy, they didn't give you a team. But when you had a team, you didn't get it done. yourself accountable if you're going to hold Rudy Gobert accountable. Rudy Gobert has won a couple playoff series. Rudy Gobert has won Defensive Player of the Year two, three times. T-Max won multiple scoring titles. I give him that. But T-Max is right, though. Gobert in this era should be averaging 20 and 15. He really should be up there with Joker and MB. And which begs the question is Gobert even better than DeAndre Ayton? He damn sure not better than his teammate, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So what the fuck are we even talking about at this point? But I do believe that him going to Minnesota is going to make him better. I think Carl Anthony Towns will get him more involved in the offense because one thing that I can disagree with T-Mac is Rudy Gobert does call for the ball. 
Rudy Gobert, when he was on Utah, would get frozen out the offense. They wouldn't even throw him the ball to even get his shit off. fucking ball to dunk it even when they would run a pick and roll you know Donovan Mitchell would shoot Jordan Clarkson would shoot Mike Conley would shoot they wouldn't give him the ball I think on Minnesota I think D'Lo if he stays a Timberwolf he gonna give him the ball A.E. gonna give him the ball Carl Anthony Towns gonna give him the ball Demo leaks. The 50 Cent version of Hire leaked. And a lot of people are disrespecting game. Hold up now. This ain't a Drake situation. Niggas will be on my head. Oh man, but when it was Drake, but when it was Drake. Nah, nigga. Drake literally photocopied everything Quentin Miller was saying. Game only took the hook because Game couldn't make hooks. 50 provided him with those hooks. This isn't a re this isn't a reference track. What leaked was higher was 50 Cent song. Do you know how live the massacre would have been if 50 ain't give half his album to Game? Do you know the songs on the documentary that were supposed to be on The Massacre? I'll go down the line here. West Side Story was for The Massacre. Hate It or Love It was for The Massacre. That was on the mixtape The Massacre 2050. DJ Woo Kid. Higher was supposed to be on The Massacre. supposed to be for for the massacre special was supposed to be on the massacre church for thugs was supposed to be on the massacre listen to the hook believe me niggas gonna say they gonna hit me up talking that shit like it'll bring me down when i come through strive to see what's up the thing was 50 was supposed to be on all these hooks, but they didn't want to oversaturate the album with 50, thinking that Game can't make a song. When in all reality, Game couldn't make hooks. At that time, he helped that man. Like, that whole album was supposed damn near... 35 to 40 percent of that album was supposed to be on the massacre and 50 didn't have to give that man that album so for game to come out and start dissing him that was kind of foul you know because the massacre is known as 
not everybody's favorite 50 Cent album. And speaking of game, his album is actually about to drop tonight. For real this time. I'm still trying to uh, see if the album leaked right now. I'm still looking at my uh, website to see if it actually leaks out because it's 30 tracks. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go again. But I completely understand. Yeah, there's some guest appearances on here. I mean, it doesn't show um, who's on the uh, album by the uh, track listing. But from what I heard, NBA Youngboy's supposed to be on there. I heard that Lil Wayne's supposed to be on there. Them was the only features that I heard, though. I'm sure, you know, with game, it's going to be feature heavy. It's called Drillmatic Heart vs. Mind. It's supposed to come out tonight. Great news for R&B heads, y'all. Ari Lennox album is finished. And, I, and it's about goddamn time. Tired of listen, listening to pressure all the time. Man, these R&B girls got the game on lock. You know, from Summer to Jasmine to Janae to Sid. Like, all these chicks is killing the game right now. Yeah, male R&B artists, step it up, man. Step it up. Chris can't carry all these niggas on his back, man. I mean, we got Lucky Day and Silk Sonic, but that ain't enough. Not to compete with those girls. But Ari Lennox album is finished. She's dropping a new single on Friday. I'm excited to hear that. Speaking of Dreamville, though, they've been killing it this year. They've been killing it this year. And um, artist Jid from Dreamville is dropping an album on Friday. And I can't wait to check out Jid's new album, man. That dude is sick. Yep, the Forever Story is what it's called. He hasn't released an album since 2018. Yeah, so he continues to be one of the more up-and-coming artists that I fuck with. I always joke and call him Jidrick Lamar or Jiddy Lamar. They do have a similar voice, but they rap kind of different, though. Even though their voice sounds the same, they rap completely different. J. Cole's click looking like they could be they could be some competitors to CMG out here with the uh, releases that they've had this year. Megan dropped a freestyle for LA Leakers uh, over the weekend. 
I'm just now getting to it to talk about it. Um, I don't know why she don't rap like this on her albums. Like, I understand that you have an audience that you have to please, but we need more shit like this. Because that's why people started liking you in the first place was your freestyles. Like, the girl can rap. There's a lot of misconception of whether she can rap or not. The girl can rap. There's no doubt about it. But on her albums, she kind of dumps herself down, you know? Like, her last project was really, really dope. And she's supposed to be dropping an album this year as well. So hopefully, you know, she can be a little bit more lyrical on this album like she was on something for the hotties because she was spitting on that album and you know some people that was thinking that this, the freestyle was ass I don't know what the fuck y'all was listening to like when a person actually gets on the mic and starts spitting y'all not used to it because y'all used to that dumbed down bullshit We are here. We are finally here at the kit and caboodle of the show. Is Kevin Durant getting LeBron levels of toxic? Because that's an interesting question. Because LeBron gets a lot of shit for being toxic. You know, as far as like trying to run teams. You know, trying to uh, jump in and make all of the decisions that normally a GM would make. And it seemed like Kevin Durant is doing the same thing. Like the same exact thing, if you ask me. Like even though I agree that I would choose Kevin Durant over Sean Marks and Steve Nash. And yes, they have underachieved. And Kevin Durant isn't feeling the direction of the team. But how he could just flip a 180 after losing in the fashion that he did, you know, a competitor would want to bring it back. Not quit on the organization in its entirety. But however, I can understand why Kevin Durant wants out. Because of the simple fact that They've had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Aldridge, you had Blake Griffin, you had Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond, and y'all couldn't get out the first round of the playoffs this year. So clearly I understand, like, you know, why Kevin Durant not feeling the direction of the franchise. I did a video called Kevin Durant, Me or Them. This is part two to that. So if you're out of the loop, um, Kevin Durant recently said that you either keep me or fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Because Sean Marks did originally present KD and Kyrie with the idea of signing Steve Nash to a, a coaching deal. Which leads me to believe that I think Kevin Durant is definitely t being toxic. 
with how he's going about it because you know now Kyrie is echoing those same sentiments that he doesn't like Marks or Nash either. But Kyrie, you've been with these niggas since the beginning. And they've done everything that you guys asked them to do. Aren't you supposed to fuck with people that fuck with you? That's what got me confused. I think KD and Kyrie are exhibiting toxic behavior. Not gonna hold you. Now, in the beginning, I don't think KD was being toxic because he wasn't saying anything. Now that he's a little bit more open about it, I think this is just a toxic situation. You know, him speaking to the owner about me or them, it's looking like Joe Sy, the owner, is leaning towards keeping Marks and Nash and finding a trade for both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But I think that, I don't think that KD or Kyrie are going to get moved until the trade deadline, if they're going to get moved at all. Because there's a rumor that KD's not showing up to training camp. And he's going to wait until after training camp to show up, which is ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you still have to carry yourself as a professional. But it is kind of awkward showing up when you just said that you want the coach out of there. That's kind of like Ben Simmons when he was showing up to Philly training camp. You would probably get another repeat of that. But Steve Nash seems like a professional, though, even though he can't coach worth a goddamn, and I think that he's the worst coach in NBA history. I think it's a very easy decision for the owner, but he just doesn't want to do that. We know why he doesn't want to do it, but I'm not going to make insinuations that the motherfucker racist. I'm just saying. You choosing the GM... who's been made the worst coach of all time over Kevin Durant, who has produced at a high level for his age and for the injuries that he's recovered from. Despite him not playing a full season, I still think I'd, ra I'd, rather, I'd rather still keep KD. But I'm saying that I think KD is definitely approaching LeBron level toxic. There are teams in the mix that want Kevin Durant. Now, the question is, what do they have for Brooklyn? Because Brooklyn is greedy. They've been, you know, they asked Boston for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for Kevin Durant straight up. This is a team that has asked for multiple first round picks for Kevin Durant. This team wants a haul for KD. Toronto, Miami, Boston, and Philly are in the mix. One team 
that should not participate is Boston. Boston, you have a completely perfect team, completely perfect young-ass team. Do not give away your future for a 35-year-old Kevin Durant who hasn't played a full season in three, four years. Don't do it. That's what I would do if I was Boston. I would decline. I wouldn't trade the Defensive Player of the Year and Marcus Smart. I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown, who's an all-star. I wouldn't do it. I, You know, you would think them acquiring Malcolm Brogdon... And Danilo Gallinari, you would think that you completed your team and shit. You feel me? So. Jamu Beats, holla at me. My thing is, okay. One team that could give Brooklyn what they want is Toronto. They have the players. They have the picks. They have the players and the picks. Let me show y'all something. Let me go to the handy dandy trade machine. Toronto could offer them Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. And then, let's see what picks they got. They got all their first round picks from next year. 2023, 2024, 2025. And I trade those three and three first round picks for KD. Because you got Fred Van Vliet, who was an all-star last year. I think that could work. Since the Nets want to be greedy and shit, why not? Then you have Kyrie, Van Vliet, TJ Warren... Siakam and Nick Claxton. Trade will work for both teams. You get Scotty Barnes and KD duo, and then with plenty of free agents out there, Toronto can sign. Because Toronto is a team that has the potential to be a championship caliber team. 
And if you had KD over there, this will really put him in a real leadership role. Now, what can Miami build give them? I mean, you would obviously have to give up Tyler Hero. I understand he's the sixth man and all that shit, but bruh. You may have to give up Bam. You may have to give up Bam. I don't know if Brooklyn would want the Duncan Robinson contract, though. That's what I'm worried about. Because you would have to include that. Let's see. What can Miami do? try something in Miami like Bam at a buyout, Max Struess, Tyler Hero, and the rookie Jovic, and three first round picks for KD. I know that's a haul, and I know that's risky for a team like Miami, but I think the trade would work. I mean, you still get to keep Kyle Lowry, you still keep Duncan Robinson, you still keep Oladipo to build around Jimmy and Kevin Durant. But me, if I'm Miami, I would want them to throw in a center, whether it be Nick Claxton or De'Ron Sharp in the deal, or they could sign a center. They could always sign a center, y'all. Boston, as I told you, I wouldn't do it. Don't do it. I mean, obviously, you know, it's going to be Brown, Smart, Robert Williams, and multiple first-round picks, but I wouldn't do that. i keep my team the same. And what can Philly offer the Nets? Because Philadelphia is just recent, and Kevin Durant either wants to be a Celtic or a 76er now. But me, if I was like a GM or something, I wouldn't trade him to anywhere he would want to go. But what can you do for me? honestly wouldn't trade him within the conference if you want me to be real with you especially a rival like the Sixers who if given the right path through the playoffs you know could have been in the finals if Harden would have played like he has some sense but okay you trade Kevin Durant alright to the Sixers 
I mean, you got to give up Tobias Harris. That's the biggest contract you got. Get that off the books. You give up Matisse. You give up Tyrese Maxey. You got to give up Maxey in order to make this work. And then maybe Ferknon, Corkmas. Then as far as the, the picks, what they got as far as picks. They got a 2024, why not? A 2026, a 2028. And it goes through. Okay. Tobias Harris, Portnoy, Corkmas, Matisse Thibault, Tyrese Maxey, three first round picks for KD. I mean, that's the only way that you can get a big three. You gotta uh you gotta you gotta mortgage your future to get somebody like a KD on your team. You're not gonna get KD for free. And I'm going to be honest, he's actually worth this. Maybe. He's actually worth that. But if I'm Boston, though, losing Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart ain't worth it. And then you also have to think about Brooklyn. Brooklyn's good regardless of what happens, if they keep KD or if they don't. Because I like the uh, the players on the Nets. Like, even if you take KD off. Like, even with this Sixers shit. You got Tyrese and Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. With Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. And Nick Claxton. To go along with Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal. Seth Curry. Shit. Regardless of what happens, whether they trade Kevin Durant or they don't, Brooklyn's going to be good and they're going to be well off and better off. If they keep Kevin Durant, yes, you got you got you still got two superstars. With a championship caliber roster. If you do a trade with any one of those teams, the return is going to be substantial. And Sean Marks looks like a genius. But anyway, that's my show. This is Kevin Durant, me or them, the uncensored version, and I'm out.